Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Cat Radio. What's up, Char? What did I tell you about singing? <laughs> um, you sing all the time. Because I can't. So? So what, what did I tell you? Okay, Kanye, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you say. Make America happy again. How are you, Jace? I'm good. I'm drinking my kombucha. Um, I have cosmic cranberry today. And it's good for your gut. I have gingerade. Mm-hmm. I love a good ginger. I'm yeah. actually a little nervous, though, because in a few hours. Oh, boy. I am. <laughs> You're going to what, Char? I'm getting my teeth extracted, and I'm so nervous. I just still need to get ice. I, I'm stocked up on soups, but I need to get ice. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm only going to get two pulled because our guest today scared me about getting all four pulled because mm-hmm. she said I'd probably need two weeks of downtime, and I can't afford two weeks of downtime because I have to go back to work Monday. Y'all, she has a full-blown appointment, and she just canceled half of it about yep. five minutes ago. Yep. You Put need me- some pot liquor is what you need. <laughs> Put me under that local anesthesia. And yank these two puppies out of the bottom of my mouth. My top ones don't pose a threat. They're not shifting or anything. Mm. But ideally, I wanted to get all four pulled at the same time. But I just, I cannot afford downtime at work. Mm. I understand I that. Life happens. The rent is still due. I can't. Have you gotten all four of yours removed? All four. Look like a chipmunk. Cuatro? Yes. Two weeks. Two weeks recovery? Two weeks, at least two weeks. And Shara's going on, what, four days? Yep. <laughs> well, me- I'm sure medicine has advanced mm-hmm. since, oh. since, <laughs> since, yeah, the since the Renaissance. Yeah, the Dark Ages <laughs> when Twinkie had her teeth out <laughs> 20 years ago. Oh, shit. I am only teasing our guest today, guys. She's <laughs> one of my favorites. So our guest today is Twinkie Bird, Tracy Twinkie Bird. Yes. And she's known in Hollywood as a casting director with 28 years of experience. Her casting work includes films like Sparkle, Southside with You, Fruitvale Station, and television shows like Being Mary Jane, yes. The Gabby Douglas Story, and The Simone Biles Story. Now she's adding producing, directing, and author to her list of projects. Her award-winning short film, The Counter, 1960, is touring the world, receiving standing ovations, darling. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The story follows three woke black students from 2017 as they find themselves seated at the lunch counter in segregated South in 1960. Will they Mm -hmm. be served? Will they? Twinkie has also written a book on her dating experiences. This book comes directly from her blog about changing from being a masculine energy woman Mm -hmm. to a feminine energy woman. Mm -hmm. The book is titled Channeling Becky. (laughs) Mm, We're going to talk about that. She is a businesswoman who continues to create, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody. Please welcome Tracy Twinkie Bird. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jace. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Char. Yes, this is a full circle moment. I interviewed Twinkie three years ago. Can you believe it's been three years wow. already? Three years ago mm. when um, I was a part of the AfterBuzz fam mm-hmm. and we had her on for Being Mary Jane. Shout yes. out to Megan and Fania and um, yes. Tiana, yes. my co-hosts for that particular that after show. <laughs> I had so much fun with you then. Um, fun. And Mary J. Blige. I'm, uh, Mary J. Mary Blige. Blige. No, because <laughs> she's coming up. She's coming up in our bulletin board. Oh. <laughs> but uh, M- Being Mary Jane, Mary Jane Paul. Yes, Mary Jane Paul. At the time was Paul one Letta. of my favorite yes, shows. Yes, Paul Letta. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that. Of course I do. I'm still waiting on them to drop the teaser. You know, allegedly BET says that this movie is supposed to, the closing chapter oh. instead of season five. Okay. They have a movie and it's supposed oh. to be coming out this month. We're oh, now awesome. in October. I've yet to see any promo. Huh. Nine. I haven't seen any bu- on, on any bus stop, no poster, no. nothing. Last mm. we left off, Justin had come back. I can't. I'd have to rewatch. MJ is pregnant. I'd have to rewatch. I don't even remember. I know nothing of those last two seasons mm. or the last the Patrick yeah. Ian Polk seasons. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> you jumped off the ship. Oh yes, mm-hmm. mm. absolutely. It was such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The Omari and what's the the um, pilot in season one, two, and three were awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They really were. Uh, my glass of wine and my Netflix. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna so have to good. catch up. To I was in New York too. Sad. Where this movie is because I think I'm still invested in the show because. I liked it so much when it first rolled out. So yeah. I want to just see how they're going to put this pretty bow on the top of it and close it out. Because right. the intro movie was good before season oh, yeah. one started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Dave is still a trigger for me. That was mm. everything. Cuddy Buddy is a fave of mine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Jones. Shout out to Thomas. I ran into yes. him at a party at the beginning of the summer. Of course you did. And we had... <laughs> <laughs> All Did his, he have a stroke? Were all his pecs out no. and everything? <laughs> he was, was he wearing actually, a tight t-shirt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. He was in a tight, I think it might have been a hoodie. A oh, tight, white, a fitted How, white hoodie. Where do you find a tight hoodie? I, that's a big I man. Mean, when you're a bat size. Oh my that's God. That's a big man. And broad Thomas shoulders. Jones. That's a big, Help sexy man. Well, anyway, we're now in October. Welcome to yes, October, guys. And it's breast cancer awareness yes, month. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Breast cancer affects everybody, not just mm-hmm. women. Yeah, that's true. Everybody go mm-hmm. get your mammograms, yep. do your self-checks. I'll probably tweet a chart on how to check yourself mm-hmm. uh, for breast cancer. Um, also, we're, we've now entered the final quarter of the year. Oh, Q4. So yeah. I have to ask get you all, in order. before we go on um, with the bulletin board, I have to ask you all, how do you plan on finishing out 2018 <sighs> emotionally i think i'm okay i'm stable i think work-wise i need to really gear up for 2k19 because mm. i feel like i need to blow like i feel like this year if i look because like q4 is when you start looking over the whole entire year mm-hmm. and then planning for the next year at least mm-hmm. that's that's for me yeah mm-hmm. um and so i can look at 2018 we're right right now and kind of see like all right cool i did good we launched the pilot um, you know, we had a great break. We had a great Cat 100 episode that was live. And so now I'm like, what can I do to strategically make it that much better for next year? We need shows on television, whether that be the TV uh, streaming from your Netflix or your uh, BET or something. Like, I need to start mm-hmm. ha- putting these meetings down. So I'm sorry, especially with these companies, cause they start to make their budget for next year mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That is true. So for that word for people who are trying to get funding, grants, you know, they start now. So start right now. Get those meetings. Go in there and, you know, spread the good word. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at. I'm listening and learning. Because <laughs> I'm over here just going with the flow. Just going with the flow. I really am. I'm I mean, just but you got books and, and shit and new Meditating and working really on staying present because honestly... At 52, those first 50 slipped by You're 52? really fast. Yes. Oh, my God. You look those, good. Thank you so much. Yeah. But those first 50, they literally go by. Really? 
sometimes it wakes me up in the middle of the night. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened at 35? I can't remember 35. Not a nightmare. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait, what year is this? You know, you kind of wake up in a yeah. cold sweat and you're wondering, what did I do? When did I move out? What happened to that whole section of my life? The decade between 30 and 40. Ooh, like really serious. Years. A whole 10. It just slips by so quickly. And, you know, if you don't keep a journal, you can really not. You can, you just don't remember everything. You just, mm-hmm. you know, so Jesus. I'm really working on being present. Amen. Because it really slips literally like a week will go by. My birthday was last Tuesday. I thought Happy it was birthday. the weekend. Birthday. Oh, thank you so much. And Friday and Saturday came along the weekend. And I was like, wait, wasn't it just the weekend? Last? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, <laughs> it goes by really, really fast. So my focus is to stay present, breathe in and out, mm-hmm. be thankful, mm-hmm. be kind, gracious, and busy, mm-hmm. as my godmother says. Yes. 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 Be kind, I'm glad that you actually shared that Crying because it makes me want to sit more so in the moment. This year, uh, I started off quarter one was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Quarter one was pretty decent. I mean, it was a little stressful, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it was pretty decent. Quarter two and three. Mm. Mm. I didn't think I was going to survive, especially quarter three. Really? Oh my gosh! I don't even want to get into detail, but okay. uh, I'm because I'm not ready to talk about a lot of stuff right mm-hmm. now. But quarter three was not good for me. I'm sure in in hindsight, maybe this time next year, I'll see it, the ways in which it was good for me. But right now, in this moment, I don't. Mm. I still don't understand. It'll make sense one day. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand some of the things that happened to me this year, Mm. especially because I felt like I've been dealing with a lot of incompetence. I feel like that's been the theme of this year with me doing, you know, not victimizing myself, but me doing what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of times doing above and beyond of what I'm supposed to do. And I'm surrounded by incompetence. Mm. Sounds like some people need to go. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. yes. In 2019. Chop, chop. And when I say incompetence, I I mean like professional incompetence. Not None of my friends have been like shysty or or weird or anything. But uh, But you have a goal. So far. And I'm I'm the quintessential professional. Uh, But so far, quarter four is shaping up really nicely. The phone's been ringing a lot more. The email's been buzzing a lot more. Mm. So I'm trying to... like you said, be be more present because right. you saying how quickly that decade can go by. Now I'm like, okay, it's gone. I'm, we're, Jason and I both are about to be 31 in, in four months, <laughs> and so this I is our even reminder. Remember that decade. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, am I gonna black out too? This is no, because you listen to Twinkie, <laughs> right? And you take Thank you for the life lessons. Yes, Welcome. yes, and learn how to manifest. Can we really focus on the manifesting? Yes. yes. Because we really, that's not something necessarily that they teach and that we work towards within our community of religion. And I do have up air quotes because, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, it's some kind of secret. Manifesting is not a secret. Mm -mm. It is, but it's a real practice and we really have to work on it and know. So align, allow, and manifest. Yes. Yeah. It's funny because recently, um, so I do work in finance with um, different Hollywood people and I was going over it's like someone was manifesting something and wrote down a number every single day mm-hmm. about how much money they wanted to make for the year mm-hmm. and literally mm-hmm. to the cent mm-hmm. to the cent yeah. they got it you speak it you for a whole entire year they wrote it instead of everything when they, when they woke thing. up I want to remind everyone that 
<coughs> excuse me. Ooh. October 22nd is the deadline to be registered oh, yes. to vote. Mm-hmm. Go to vote.gov, that is V-O-T-E dot G-O-V, to get registered. And I'd even suggest that you double check to make sure that you register because, you know, sometimes they be playing games. You show up to your polling place, they ain't got your name, you got your ID and everything ready, and they ain't got your name. So I would suggest everybody go to vote.gov uh, because these midterms, we're not playing with them. November, I think it's November 6th, that's the election. Mm-hmm. Yes. So And study up, too. Like, read about what people stand for, you know, Google. You know, I mean, take abs- some of your day and like Absolutely. know what you're voting for. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, Kanye. But make sure that you are following through. Make sure that you're not just introducing thoughts. Make sure that you are following through. And speaking of Kanye, because I was planning on touching on this later, but I just want to say we have to be careful who we pick and choose to entertain. Kanye has been very vocal about not reading books. He doesn't deserve. <laughs> he doesn't deserve my attention. What? Yeah, he doesn't read books. So what he doesn't does he deserve read? my the attention. Internet or I don't even think he reads. Does he, think books he just are has outdated these, by now. Or? He just has these ideas he that he's be on using his medication. To the, he, he really should. Yeah. He really should. He's he's a hazard to himself and a hazard to this current uh, socio political climate. There's nothing wrong with having your opinion, but mm-hmm. I find that Kanye, in my opinion, introduces a lot of ideas, and there's never a predicate. It's always a subject, but no predicate. Uh-huh. What's the follow through? Mm-hmm. Right. What is the, you know, he just says these crazy things, and he right. does have an album to promote that was supposed to come out last Friday, but now it's coming out Black Friday. And all of this nonsense, I'm just Black sick of them. Friday. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm, it's coming out, but ironically. But who keeps putting their money in his hands? Kim. No, I don't think it's Kim. Even I mean, though she's been getting on my nerves lately. I feel like still. Kim is really like setting herself up for a quick exit. Like yeah. I don't know if it's gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna be Choice. sickening. But it's gonna be I feel sickening. Like she's setting herself up as well as Chris for a pleasant exit. I'm gonna live for mm. it because it's gonna so. be sickening. Um mm. so yeah, also speaking of Kanye really quickly, uh did you all hear about the Coachella lineup for next year? I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake and well, Kanye. Well, Gambino. Same difference. Don Glover's the actor. Okay, that's like saying T.I. versus Tip, Usher versus Raymond, Beyonce and mm-hmm. Sasha Fierce. Same part. Y'all know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> and Kanye West. So, uh, yeah, I don't have FOMO for next year. I'm not going, period. I went one year and I said I'm going to go back again. I'm not a music festival girl. Are you? No. I don't think, yeah. I, I, I barely could handle on the I prefer controlled run. environment. Yep. Where do all those people go to the bathroom? In diapers. I had to pee or... in a water bottle. What? Yep. No, I can't. At the Drake concert. Uh-uh. See, I'm too grown for that. I was standing that. in nope. front. Yeah. Nope. Nope. This was a few years ago. Same. I was standing in front. It was Florence and the Machine, uh, Azalea Banks, and, I, and then Drake. So I was standing in there for maybe like a smooth seven hours, and you're drunk yeah. and you're high. So And you have to pee and you can't move. Right. Music festivals are for, nope. I'd say, 24 and younger. Mm-hmm. Young people. God it was them. fun, but 19 I will to never 24. do it again. You better not and it's eat three days, mm-hmm. like three full days mm-hmm. of being in the and dust. And you be out there passing out. It's hot. Yep. Yeah, people have and all that ODN. Oh yes. Oh gosh, that's awful. Friday. <laughs> no, I think it was Thursday. Thursday, I was wrapped up in the Kavanaugh hearings. I don't know if y'all paid attention. I'm not going to even rehash that because by the time this show, by the time y'all listen to this, it'll be Friday, which means it'll be like a full week. And I'm sure every show that you've listened and watched, right, everybody's touching those bases. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is it inspired me to go back and rewatch the Anita Hill story. I was there. 
You were. Well, I was there when it happened. I was being interviewed by Terry Williams that day. And wow. I walked from Essence Magazine to Terry Williams' office in the rain. <clears throat> really? Yes, in New York when that was literally happening. She called me in her office to watch it with her. And it was supposed to be a job interview. And we ended up just, just watching Watching. It. See, what I did, see, I watched this movie. This movie came out in 2016. Mm -hmm. For starters, I did watch it because I support Kerry Washington. That was when I, I, you know, I was still a scandal girl before it got canceled. And I forgot that Jennifer Hudson was in this movie. Like there were so (laughs) many. But what I, what I wanted to say, the point that I was trying to make is there were so many parallels, like watching it today versus Mm -hmm. when it first came out. I felt like I was more interested on Friday night. Like I was like locked in. I really paid attention to a lot of the detail. Um, And I think I might've even forgotten that. Anita was from and working in Mm -hmm. Oklahoma that's where I went I went to undergrad in Oklahoma so I was like wow like this is all the world is so small and this is all full circle but it was interesting to watch the nuances and the details of Mm -hmm. how she was treated and I know that it was a different time so right we have to we have to factor in race for for one Mm -hmm. and we have to have to factor in I think this happened what 1991 I thought it was 93 wait let me check Either way, early nineties. It was was before ninety five. I was working at (laughs) Essence, so I believe, and I got married in ninety one, so I believe it was around that time. Let's check. Ninety one. Yeah, nineteen ninety. By the way, I at least remember him. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of ninety one, happy birthday to DJ Higher Level John. This is his birthday. Your brother. Uh huh. Oh, awesome! Happy birthday. The unofficial DJ of Cat um, Custom Tell Live shows in LA. Wow. And he's a barber, a great barber at that. I mean, you got to juggle a lot of hats in SoCal. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say, I have noticed, and if you rewatch the movie, I'm encouraging everyone to rewatch it. It's available on HBO Go right now. You notice the differences. And I know that race uh, plays a part, but also the date and time plays a part. Because keep in mind, we're smack dab in the middle of the Me Too movement. It's 2018. Things are a little bit more PC. We didn't have social media during Anita Hill. No, you didn't. Like, there's a lot of factors that. Right. Yeah, that it happened in 1991. In. It was very relevant. 91. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But I ended up uh, checking I was three. that out. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Now, why would you? Wow. We ain't going to be going back and forth with this awesome. all episode. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just and that's fabulous. coming from me. Y'all know how I am. An ageist, as Kendall says. Not, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I've been changed. Um, also, really quickly... So remember my story time last week about my cameraman and all that stuff I had to do to get from right like Ryan, formerly of Complex? Yep. To get the memory card. We remember. Turns out that my interview with the biggest celebrity on the carpet that night was Fat Joe. And I worked hard to get that interview. It was a great interview and it was not captured. (gasps) So yesterday I had to scream into my pillow, but I'm okay. And I practiced, uh, I know there will be other opportunities. I practiced my breathing exercises. And my big, what I want everyone to do, next time that you are feeling a ways about something, go to YouTube and pull up the Ladies Night music video. Angie Martinez, Lisa (laughs) Left Eye Lopez, Ah, Missy Elliott. I remember when that was shot. Let me tell you. If you put your eyes on Mary J. Blige the entire time, you will feel better. Mary was on one. She was poured up. She was toasted. Her shoes were off. She was voguing, dipping, boot scooting. Mary had me crying tears last night from laughing at her. Because you know how Mary already laughed. I mean, how she already dances. Mm -hmm. This was... That stiff sway. Jace, I'm going to have to show you the clip. (laughs) I'm going to have to show you the clip. So, yeah. 
I want to encourage everyone to do that. It's almost um, like the church rock. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's like a remix. Side. Right. Church and rock. she loves the high boot. Yes, she loves the high boot. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear about the weed stuff going on in LA? Please, mm-hmm. more weed. So. Educate us. So. Governor Jerry Brown. Mm-hmm. Signed, My boy. He signed a law. Mm-hmm. That is basically like a forgiveness law in certain regards. So on last Sunday, he signed a bill, I should say not a law, signed a bill to help hundreds of thousands of Californians convicted of marijuana crimes have felonies reduced to misdemeanors and lower level offenses removed from their record. Wow. Um, What's the other good paragraph I wanted from this? So the bill was signed. Uh, The bill signed by the governor requires the state Department of Justice to search its criminal record database to identify all Californians potentially eligible for reduction or expungement and to provide that information to local district attorneys who handled those cases by July 1st of next year. Mm. So it sounds like a lot of people are about to have their worlds flipped upside down for the good though, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the good. Right. And it should be interesting to see, you know, California is leading the charge in a lot of things. I think that the the white house just sued California (laughs) for something because I don't know if it's like a sanctuary state or something like that. I don't have my facts correct tonight, but I know that the White House definitely just sued California for something, and California just passed a bill requiring that there are women, or there has to be a woman on every executive board for these... uh, About time. I mean, it's sad (laughs) that something has to be signed for that. a document, a law. But they know that if they don't sign something, then the gatekeeping will continue. Right, continue, right. It will be just men probably white men sitting up there they're making these decisions so at least one woman will be in the room in the state of california listen we're leading the charge hope yeah. that helps speaking of california um there is another law which i actually read up on this because this came out recently but this law has been in effect since uh january 1st of this year but you're able to um bring weed through lax yay yeah you can if you have to be oh. 21 years old which we all are mm-hmm. and you can bring up to 28.5 grams of marijuana and eight grams um, of concentrated marijuana for personal consumption. So do not get it twisted. I'd still be scared to do it. Mm-hmm. I would be too. Like, I'd still be scared. I'd still I'm be feeling like in America. Nah. I gotta hide it. You know, <laughs> like they're gonna pull me in a room and I'm gonna miss my flight. Mm-hmm. Right. You know that. <laughs> you know how it gets. But they have they have definitely have strict laws about smoking in the airport. You still cannot do that. Just like cigarettes. So I'm if you want to get high, I'm glad that they're making that clear because you know people would be in there mm-hmm. acting stupid, mm-hmm. smoking in Terminal B. Well, mm-hmm. wait, it can't. Okay, not in LAX, but don't they have that smoking room and a lot of these? That's really literally an atrium where you're outside, within. I don't think that's a lot of in, in a lot of airports anymore. I've seen that before, by mm-hmm. all that's LAX. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they. No, have LAX, LAX desperately needs to uh, catch up to 2018. Oh, yeah. I hate the airport. Hate but it. Chicago's one way in, one way out. Chicago's beautiful O'Hare and Midway airports that are caught up with the times. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Well, I'm not a smoker. Chicago's airport so. just reminds me of like Minority Report. What? It does. I've never been there before. Have you seen Minority mm-hmm. Report the movie? Yeah, you with know, Tom remember, Cruise. remember when he was walking through the mall and or anything, and they 
click on your irises and then uh-huh. then you'd have all the commercials using your name. Yeah. You're like, Hi Tom, you wanna buy this? And right. Tom, you wanna buy that's yeah, the way Chicago or Chicago's this airport. Yeah. Bar it's just bomb. like they know everything. Oh, you buy one rural. thing and the whole the whole airport knows you bought it. Well you need a, sh- a milkshake to go with that. With, with those oh French fries gosh. you ordered Twinkie Bird and you need a I'm like what? what? Kind of AI? I, exactly. <laughs> what in good. the AI? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's, I like Chicago. Well, of course, I'm biased. Yes, you are. Um, and last but not least, because, I mean, we did have other things to talk about on the bulletin board. But for the sake of time, congratulations to Portia Williams with The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Awesome. She's engaged and expecting a baby. Baby. I Yay. saw the trailer, the super tease, and I was underwhelmed. I saw it, too. One. It comes Marlo out November 4th. in a picture, but not with the rest of them. No, so she didn't get a peach again? No, Marlo did not get it. She's supporting cast. I guess they figure why give her a peach if she's going to give or us the give same. Or give her a paycheck if she's going to do the same things. But well, no, she's getting paid. I'm just getting paid, she's but she's not paid. at the level of the rest of the cast. No. Wait, so who's left? It is only, it's everybody except they took Sheree and Kenya away and they added Shamari, who is, oh, I can't remember his name, from Belle Biv DeVoe. It, it's one of the- Ricky Bell? Ralph Tresman, the one no. with the sandy brown hair and the non-existent eyebrows. As, as Ronald <laughs> DeVoe. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's his wife. So she's going to be on the show. Shamari. So it's Shamari, Eva, Marcel, Cynthia, Nini, Candy, and Portia. Those are the Real oh, Housewives. So Eva for... worked her way. Okay. Oh yes, she's and, still there. and her wedding will be the season finale. Mm-hmm. To her aspiring, what is he? Aspiring mayor, congressman. I don't know. He's, He's something in politics. in politics. Yeah, right. And she has her baby. And she's so. moved. Politician literally. Bay. She's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, any anything to get away from Kevin McCall. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh. So there's no Sheree. No Mm-mm. Sheree and no Kenya. No Kenya. And Shady Feifei is gone. Yeah, Feifei oh. been gone. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh awesome. Is she in jail yet? <laughs> No, she's actually on Braxton Family Values, running around with Tracy. Oh, I heard what? about that. They're yeah, friends. Yeah, because you know the the <laughs> the the Braxton girls went on strike for pay, so they had beef with Magical Elves, oh, the production God, company, and We TV. <laughs> Tracy continued filming. She's had Lunell, the comedian, Natalie Nunn, Bad Girls Club. Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot! I know she's had New York, Flavor Flav. She's had like a rotating roster of reality people. It's almost been like the surreal life. You remember that VH1 yes. reality show? It's almost been like that. But you know, this past week was one of my favorites with the Yanla. Mm-hmm. Oh, I that was so good. I missed it. I want to see that. Oh, it was so good. Tune in. Was it? Part two comes on this Thursday. So Does I'm sure it? the lead in will be part one. Of course. Of course. Twinkie, you will not regret. It was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Tamar with her late ass. Oh, Tamar was the worst. Her and Mama Evelyn. They Mama were the Evelyn, yeah, Mama Evelyn was worst. the worst. But Ayanna, listen, it's like someone tweeted root. me, because I said that this was two alpha women in the room. You know, Mama E's got a strong personality and Ayanna has a strong personality, but Ayanna makes grown men cry. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mama E didn't stand a chance. I was at the beginning of all of this. Of, of their reality Working show? Let me let me just say, <laughs> I was the casting director on Seven Whole Days. Wow. When they were mm. background, Seven Whole Days. Yes. <laughs> and not mm. a word from you. Yes. <laughs> seven Whole Nights. <laughs> <laughs> what was that oh, like? Jesus. Yeah, it was a lot. 
I'm sure. It was a lot because, a you know, it had that stars born kind of quality to yes. it. She's in the middle. We were at the supper club in Manhattan mm. doing all of the. Yeah, we sh- I shot so many videos at the supper club. Yeah. Wow. Heavy D video, roller skates. Mm-hmm. They turned the club into a roller rink. Mm. And, you know, it was a lot with the sisters and Tony. Yes. And just the you energy, could feel right. that energy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is she subjecting herself? I mean, they all say oh, totally. Tony said, and in, I'm in, like, in why the, is she subjecting herself to all of this? Tony mm-hmm. said in the teaser for this upcoming Thursday, she's quoted as saying, if they weren't my family, they wouldn't be my friends. Wow. Whoop. Well, yeah. And then the, my favorite part of the teaser for next week is Iyanla turning to Tamar and saying, your finger in my face is not going to work. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but it's funny that you mentioned that because really briefly, there was someone once upon a time that I worked with in production, uh, a middle-aged white guy mm-hmm. who got his start on the show. And he, I won't in say- In background? I won't say, yeah, he wasn't on cast. I was like- He was part of the production. I said, I worked mm-hmm. in production and yes. he got his start on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I won't say his role, but what he did say is that what Iyanla, because at one point in season one, I mean, in, in this past episode, um, part one, I should say, Iyanla goes off on them about their tardiness. Mm-hmm. She had been waiting, I think it was since 11 and they got, like they Tamar breakfast. got there like two no, um, they're like four. And oh so God. Iyanla went off, rightfully so. And so, but he said that that was a, a reoccurring issue. I mean, for crying out loud, even Kim Courtney and the girls show up to filming on time. So certainly the Braxons can. And uh, he said that was just an it, like call sheets. I guess they have beef with call sheets. No one's ever on time except for Tawanda, Trina. And he said, surprisingly, Tony will be on time before Tracy and Tamar will be. But mm-hmm. but Tawanda, of course, everybody loves Tawanda. Tawanda's always on time and ready to work. Like she's like the the main apex. But she's like the glue in the middle, right? The responsible one. She I might like, be the middle sister too. I, I like think her. so. Um yeah, everybody likes Tawanda. So uh yeah, so I thought that, that was funny that Iyanla's I complaints really, was mirroring. I really wish for all of them, for all singer actors, for all <clears throat> I really, truly wish that they would learn how to lean into their gifts outside of what they think success looks like Mm. and be open to the limitless possibilities that they all have um, together, but also separately. I have shared with so many recording artists slash actors to do Broadway before it became recently fashionable. Mm -hmm. Yes, And you would have thought that I was telling them to go cut their own throat and i'm like <laughs> no honey it's another outlet right everything is another not coin. just a record deal and you know your own tv show or yeah. or whatever it's it's a whole nother world of artists out there mm-hmm. that will grow you and and grow your art and you're exercising your craft too because what do you think so that acting. is do you think <laughs> that people just don't respect broadway or is, is it a visibility thing? Because if I'm on TV, if I'm walking red carpets or if I have a recording contract and that's a, a, a it boosts visibility versus being confined to New York in the theater community. Do you think I, I don't I think I think that they don't. I agree with you. They don't see the viability of it, mm-hmm. the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So they're not truly into it for the art. They're into it for the visibility. Right. And I do think it's two different genres, too, because I've hung out with like theater kids because when, when I lived in New York, I was serving. I was a theater kid. And a lot of my coworkers 
were theater people mm-hmm. and it's a whole different vibe than like LA gives with actors and modeling. I feel like oh, that's yeah. a separate vibe. And so those two... A lot two, of theater people are elitist actually. You'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. No, no, I, I went to they go really to... Are. You think the these place. Hollywood Therapy people are... Therapy and industry please. on 53rd. Mm-hmm. Please, they don't play. They oh, got boy. they got the mm-hmm. chops. I do want to go <laughs> on do. and say that what I mentioned about Braxton Family Values, do not quote me on that because I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, what the story is right, but I'm as far as who was showing up on time... I, that's what oh, I think the, he said. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and really quickly, did you all get a chance to, before we move on to Flashback Friday, which is our new segment, did you all get a chance to check out Rel on Fox or uh, The Neighborhood on CBS? <laughs> no. Do you know what Rel on Fox is, Jay? Yeah, I do. Do you know what The Neighborhood on CBS is? I, Sips tea. Um, the Neighborhood <laughs> is the other one. <laughs> the other, the other one. one. <laughs> Rel on Fox stars Lil Rel, Jess Hilarious, and Sinbad, uh-huh. and it's it's set in Chicago, and it's on Fox. And mm-hmm. then the neighborhood is Tashina Arnold and Cedric the Entertainer's new show on CBS, and it takes place in Los Angeles. And it's basically a comedy, like a sitcom about a white family that I guess moves to Inglewood. I saw that billboard. Trying to yeah, gentrification mm-hmm. sitcom mm-hmm. about trying to make it work. <laughs> Speaking of creating content that might borderline be inappropriate, there's some show I was reading about that Amazon may be developing surrounded around the Me Too movement, like some sitcom. A sitcom? Huh? I'm like, this seems a little too... A sitcom? Let's it's wait not till a we drama. solve the problem first. It's exactly. not a drama. But <laughs> like, you know, they'll do that. Soon, Remember Queen Latifah yeah. and Jill Scott were in that uh, Lifetime movie about the Flint water crisis like four years ago. That was a lifetime movie. I, I thought that was a documentary. No, no. no. Oh, really? They were acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't send down time. What what connection do they have to Flint? Mm-hmm. They were acting, and so yeah. Passion. Sometimes people jump the the gun too soon. So, anywho, let's move on to. And we still have a Flint water crisis. That's right. what I'm saying. This was years <laughs> really? ago. We're still in the midst yeah, of it. Yeah, we are. Let's it's move awful. on to our new segment, Flashback Friday. All right, it's time for the Flashback Friday. So last week, you all know our topics. Well, you know, there's different topics every week, but I typically run to Instagram and Twitter to engage with you all and see what some of your answers are going to be. So, um, and these are going to be anonymous, but uh, just really quickly. So last week I asked about impulsive decisions. Remember we talked about uh, Sanaa Lathan's character, Venus, in Napoli Ever After and how she made an impulsive decision was shaving her head off. Shaving that head. And here are some of the answers. Oh, God. Texted someone repeatedly. Cut all, uh, cut off all my damn hair. Fucked an ex. Tried to be a stripper and took coke. Okay, just kidding about the coke. Mm-hmm, side yeah. eye. <laughs> I had to come to the realization and end the, a relationship to protect my integrity and my peace of mind. One other one says, yes, I just said, fuck it, and cut my lock extensions out this summer to my real hair length. And then my favorite one says, yeah, girl, I got married. I guess that was her impulsive decision. So, Mm. like I said, these are anonymous, but those were some of my favorites. And I also took a poll. A lot of you all don't think that dating, the way that we've been socialized and conditioned to date is antiquated. So that's nice to know. Yeah. That not everyone's pessimistic. The answer I got, because I posted mine on Instagram about, so last week's topic was about being in the gray, kind of being uncertain about where you are 
any relationship going off of 911 on Fox. Um, and the response that I picked out was, I feel like this has been the tone for all my relationships. So I think it's time to grow up a little bit. Oh, the gray? Yeah. Like if you're all, everything's in a gray all the time. Did you watch the Insecure finale? I did. Did you? Did you watch? Do you watch Insecure? No. What did you get from the finale? Did you like what did it? I get? Um, I feel like, did I like it? I liked it. I feel like this was my least favorite season, season three. Yeah. Um, as a whole. I'm anticipating season four. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, you all know that I've been in therapy and some things, and I'm not ashamed to admit mm-hmm. that I am a great communicator. I tweeted this earlier. Therapy is a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. It is. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm a great communicator, but I am emotionally immature. Mm-hmm. And that's a reality. My therapist did not tell me this. This is a conclusion that I came through with mm-hmm. reading through some journal entries and things like that and looking at some of my interactions with men. Mm-hmm. I'm a great communicator. I'm emotionally immature, though. Hmm. But in fairness, a lot of them are, too. So that's why it's called insecure. <laughs> so yeah, I just... just think Nathan is battling some type of depression or something outside of that. Cause, and he wasn't able to articulate it because even when he was acting, he was basically he showed up to he ghosted Issa, mm-hmm. the late, deleted character for, for like a month. A month. And then just showed up at her house and he was trying to tell her and apologize to her. Like, yo, when I get sad, I leave. I'll go to Texas. I kind of shut down. And he was telling her this to expect, not not expecting her to take him back, but Mm -hmm. like apologizing. The way he was moving in on her, he was expecting her to take him back. But what I want to say is that mental health, mental things that we deal with um, may in some areas be, of course, a justification for the way that we act, but there's certainly but not an excuse. Handle it. Right. You need to right. handle it. Get yourself in therapy if you know. Because when you were talking was that, like, this happens to me. Okay, if you know what happens to you, then why are you not in therapy? Why are you not dealing with it whatever way you well, want ther- to? Therapy's not accessible to everybody, for one. Well. True, but journal, I'm just saying, I handle it. You need to, I, I think it's all about communication. And as long as you're working through whatever you are dealing with, as long as you're not stagnant in it. But I feel like he mm-hmm. did not adequately communicate to Issa what the problem was. And I think that was the root of it. I don't think that there was an issue with him having mental health issues. And I don't think Issa would have had an issue with him having mental health issues. He just was vague. You mm-hmm. show up at my doorstep and you are vague. He's still trying so, to figure yeah, it out I'm himself. So yeah, I'm still mad. Yeah, I'm yeah, mad. Absolutely. <laughs> but I under I also understand how exhausting it must be if that's your behavior pattern and keep having to right. reintroduce that mm-hmm. idea to people. But to me, that's incentive for but you to clean you, it up. If you have a job, though, and medical is part of medical benefits or a part of your, you should look into the mental health package. Mm, thanks right. for because that. that's something that we don't consider as part of our medical benefits. Mm-hmm. Is the mental health We're about of it physical, all? But yes, your brain is. But a there's a too, mental right. health component Taraji usually. Is, has been on a media tour about black mental health. I've noticed mm-hmm. she was just on the View last week talking about it, which is great. Stop by the Breakfast Club and mm-hmm. yeah, call up so, her HR people. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are our thoughts on insecure. Are we ready to move on? Let's go. All right. Okay, so my topic. <laughs> I'm going to play this clip, and then I'll introduce my question. In that confessional, you admitted one of your fears. What was it? She's not going to admit it. There's a little part of me that wants to see Kim get dunked because I don't think she will be honest because they are just not keeping it 100 with each other. Talk to him. We haven't had sex yet. And I don't know if we can be intimate together. We haven't had sex. Ever. What is your fear with Wynn? Are you sexually attracted to me? 
No. What Wayne said. Oh my God. <laughs> that just made me feel terrible. I don't see a future with Wayne right now. Now, Wayne, you also had a confession about your sex life. Yeah, I really feel you're not attracted to me. When I kiss you, really kiss you or touch you, I don't feel any reaction back. Mm. So what does that mean for the future of your relationship? You can't really have a relationship. So that's probably where we stand right now. This is so intense. This is way intense. This is so intense. So, <laughs> in case you all, I don't watch this show, but uh, I think I watched maybe the first season. But that is a clip from WeTV's show, uh, Marriage Boot Camp. You know, it's a spinoff mm-hmm. of original. It's a, originally a spinoff from Bridezilla's, which is still one of my favorite shows. Um, and so, in that clip, like, can you imagine Char's wedding? God, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Listen, Twinkie, the pendulum could swing either way. I always tell people this. I could wind up in Vegas Mm -hmm. or I could carry Bradshaw, you know, New York City Public Library. We saw how that worked out. Right. I know. But still, you know, I love a fanfare. But sometimes, you know what? I think I think the girl that I'm becoming. Yes. The the minimalist. That I'm becoming. Thank you. <laughs> is going to I'm going to be a justice of the peace. Have girl. a marriage, not a wedding. Yeah, I agree. Right? But guess yeah. what, guys? This isn't about Shar right now. <laughs> so my okay. question, Jace loves doing that. So my question is, okay. So basically, the clip that you just heard was from, like I said, marriage boot camp, and it was uh oh, I'm gonna say Kyle. It's Kim. I almost said Kyle Richards. Oh. It's, right. Kim. it's Kim. Mm-hmm. You know Paris uh, Hilton's mm-hmm. aunties. And her boyfriend, Wynn Katz. Actually, I remember them from Escape to Witch Mountain. They were both actresses when they were kids. Really? Escape to Witch yeah. Mountain. I didn't know that yeah. Kim was. I thought Kyle both just of them. Both mm-hmm. of them. They were both actresses. Kim was on Little House on the Prairie. Oh, oh God. Laura mm-hmm. Ingalls Wilder, fourth grade. Yeah. Oh, I remember reading those books. My teacher was Swedish and old. And yeah. I was one of my favorites. She was one of my favorite Swedish teachers either. Old. She was. <laughs> Rest in peace, Miss Lass. God bless her. R.I.P. Anyway, uh, <laughs> So my <laughs> said, R.I.P. I can't. I can't. <laughs> my question is, could you all be in a romantic relationship uh-huh. with someone that you are not sexually attracted to? That's part one. Part two is what would be your reaction if your partner told you that they're not sexually attracted to you? Hmm. Have <laughs> at it, kids. Crickets. No, it will. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to go? My ex husband and oh, I went through okay. that. Mm-hmm. Really? really? Yeah. 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 I found out a lot about him in that in those situations. I found out a lot. You know, it's 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 one thing. It depends on when your if your relationship is based on the physical, or if you know things are based so much in the physical. I remember I went through a time of I was down and depressed because of my expectation, and I gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. In our during our relationship, and he just told me flat out that he wasn't physically attracted to me at that weight, and mm. it was devastating. Mm. It was devastating because you were already depressed, already, right? And then to throw that on, right? Yeah, he threw that on top of there, and um, so I, I, yeah, I've been through that. Oh God, I, I wish that was one of those decades that I forgot, but it isn't. <laughs> that was in my twenties. How, how did you deal with that? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of crying, a lot of releasing that was mm-hmm. happening. And I was frustrated 
on a number of different levels and to not be seen as sexually or physically attractive, you know, you're not touched, you don't feel loved, mm. you don't feel cared for. That really messed me up. Like it makes you go running out looking for anyone who will give right. you that attention. Mm. Um, so I didn't handle it well initially because yeah. there were more than enough male people who were <laughs> willing and ready. Who liked who thicker than a snicker girl. Come on. Come on, Mike. <laughs> so I didn't handle it well, but I was in my early twenties and, you know, I wasn't grounded. I'm not who I am now. Of but it was very difficult. It was very challenging. Do you think that you could have the audacity to tell someone that that you were in a relationship with? Like that I'm, I'm not, not attracted yeah. to mm -hmm. No, I don't get into relationships with people that I'm not attracted to but I'm but saying if there was all, like a development mm. like how you oh, said your ex-husband he weight or something mm. and I wasn't attracted or anything but you know hmm. yeah would, would you be able to be like well know? at this point yeah you got a DTR you have to define the relationship <laughs> there has Ooh, to be one of those conversations yes you got to have the DTR yes, yes. I love the DTR and the yes. DTR <laughs> makes so many people uncomfortable at least mm -hmm. in my experience because hello communicator um, mm. so yeah what what are we doing here yeah <laughs> right yeah I so. think that there's because I, I was actually asked this recently um, about me being vocal about someone gaining weight or, or not necessarily gaining weight but unhealthy lifestyle so like, mm -hmm. are they eating like, um, essentially, or like th with the connections, or are they they're smoking too much or drinking too much? Like, would I be willing to like tell oh, them, yeah. hey, like, mm -hmm. let's have a seat. Like, I think that you're like going out, or your habits are changing in a direction that's not too mm -hmm. positive. So let's have a conversation about it. And I think I would be able to like have a conversation about that. So, but the my initial <laughs> question is. What would you, could you handle being in a romantic relationship with someone that you are not sexually attracted to? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what if your partner told you that they were not so sexually attracted to you? No, I will. Actually, I have dated someone that was initially not sexually attracted to. That you weren't initially? I was not initially. Okay. Yeah, really? I was not. So you learned to be sexually attracted to them? Um, As I got to know them, I did. I found oh, them attractive. awesome. Yeah, because it was something where... That can yeah. happen. You yeah. Know, you you when look at I was, people in different light. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think when I was super younger, like, you know, early, early 20s, like almost like teenagers too, I was kind of going over a, a look physically or an aesthetic. Right. And I was going after that and it just kept leaving me burned. And so I kind of like, all right, Lee, let me open up my horizons to, you know, someone that may not fit that criteria physically what I want. And so once I started doing that, I started, you know, I dated somebody. I remember I wasn't attracted to him um and over time of getting to know him and like he became physically mm -hmm. attractive by me getting to know him awesome. on a spiritual level mm. That's nice. and so he ended up fucking me over in the end so i was like i never did it again Sorry. but yeah it was a long time ago but yeah i have definitely gone that route but i never said that to them you, you so I, you don't think you could ever have the audacity to no, tell no that's rude as fuck yeah, me either that's rude as fuck maybe not in I, that and way and if someone told me that i would be crushed maybe not in that way i think yeah. i don't want way. you to be drinking and eating pork and all kinds of shit man i need you to <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if it's a healthy lifestyle conversation then like sure but no because i i know that i've even had to say this before because we know i deal with the cishets uh but i've even had to i've never told a man that i'm you know not sexually attracted to him but i know that in 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 the 
how do I mind saying this? Like I've said things adjacent to that and it's mm-hmm. been solely surrounded or based in hygiene practices. And I know that we kind of oh, talked yeah. about this. <gasps> yes. I've met attractive Straight boy booty. I have met attractive <laughs> men. I've been over men's houses. Like if I'm on a date or something or not even a date, let's say we, we already know each other and we're kicking right. it. And, you know, they go use the bathroom and I don't hear no water run. Woo! That's an issue for Woo! me. Yes, it is. That's, and you think you're about to come back on this yeah. couch and put on uh-uh. this throw blanket and cuddle uh-uh. with me <laughs> and put your hand in the same popcorn uh-uh. bowl? No, no, no. no oh, no. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I have no issue being vocal with that. Yeah. Or, well, actually, it depends on the state. I just won't. I'll. You'll let them put your fingers in there. No, no, oh. no. I'm done eating. Oh. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yes. I'm done. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying, hungry. If, Don't put your nasty ass nope, fingers in my bowl. Nope, 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 nope. If we're sharing, because I'm bringing up a specific instance of me sharing mm-hmm. something. I'm at a, at this guy's house and we were sharing something, sharing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. to eat where we both were required to eat mm-hmm. out of the same bowl mm-hmm. and something like that happened. So it's been hygiene things or like if you... Someone just asked six brown chicks a question like like she said that she was dating a guy and she went downtown and didn't like what she smelled. Ooh. I'd say something. I would say I would stop. First of all, I'm not following through with something like that. Yeah, well. I'm not I'm not committed to that level. I'm going to say something. So that's the only time I can cheese dick. <laughs> Jace, why would you say that? And I was actively <laughs> avoiding that term. Feta. <laughs> I'm leaving. Galda. I'm leaving. I am le- I'm leaving. Oh my gosh. And uh, most guys. of my men are uncircumcised. Really? And I've never had that issue. Yeah. I was but, I was involved with this uh, yeah, uh, no, a guy that wasn't circumcised for about a year and I never mm-hmm. had that issue. Never. He's very they, they've all been very like and I was involved and didn't even know. Clean. You like, didn't know that you were dealing with someone who wasn't someone. Yeah, and I found out very publicly well, too. Let me tell you something. How did you they not can hide know? it very well. It's not unless of course you're actually it, it, yeah. you know the yeah, speaking, the turtleneck is not always over the yeah, head. That is true. <laughs> so, you know. Come on, but Steve speaking, Jobs. I'm just saying of, <laughs> of, of unhealthy practices. <laughs> um, is that was, an unhealthy practice? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> To not be circumcised? That's not what I'm saying. Oh, no. well, you said speaking of. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. That is oh, not shit. what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying That's is fine. I was hearkening back to the part <laughs> Poor two. Jace. He's about to pass oh, out. Shit. Breathe, Jace. Breathe. Okay, sorry. Yes. I was hearkening back to the part speaking two of what out. you guys oh, are sorry. talking about with pork rinds and all of that. Oh yeah, I was mm, dating a guy when I first mm. moved here, who I had no idea he smoked cigarettes. Oh, Ooh, no, he covered it so well. He He'd told me, to. he told me literally, uh, like in the middle of us dating, he said that he smoked a pack a day. It, I never smelled it on his clothes. I never smelled it on, and he never smelled like like he was trying to cover up anything. So it wasn't like overbearing colognes and mm-hmm. listerine. I never smelled it in this man's. Is he hair a leg shaker on his fingers? After a while, I mean, I used to smoke, and after a while, you just be like, okay, <laughs> right. this is a great date. I gotta go. I don't. know. I'd be over his house for hours on end, and really? I, there was never any trace. Like I said, in his hair, on his fingers, on his breath. When I kissed, I never. Really? If he wouldn't have told me, I would not have known. I think so people's I body reacts because I've dated two smokers. One that smoked. They smoked about the same. One always stunk. It was in his like clothes, his, clothes, his furniture, Skin. like everything. But yeah, the other person didn't smell. 
Really? So I think this depends on the person. Oh, it depends on the person. And it might be. It might depend on. Biology. I don't know if this guy was taking six Hygiene. showers a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, but the clothes usually are every. I mean, butts yes. are everywhere. It's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! I can't. I won't go back. Well. Yeah. I think that about wraps up my topic. <laughs> that was um, awful. You got, oh, What's wait, your wait, topic? Oh, wait. Yes. I did have one more thing to add to mm-hmm. this because when I was uh, typing up this topic, I was thinking about how a guy that I really, really liked uh, maybe a year or so ago told me that, and I've had guys tell me this verbally and non-verbally through action, but like he told me that he was attracted, and I've shared this on this show before, but he told me he was attracted to me mentally, just not physically. So I'm just going to leave that I'm there. I'm sorry, what? What, yeah. the, what is that? That is, not physically. that is what he told me. He said, Shar, I'm so attracted to you. So attracted. Your mind. Oh, you're so beautiful. Now, and, and when I say physically, I don't mean like he was calling me ugly. It was other physical attributes mm. that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that didn't feel good. So. I don't think I would ever have the, not even the balls, but like, like the audacity to tell somebody that, they're unattractive or i'm like well that's not what he was saying but you're not he wasn't I, saying in, that i wasn't unattractive the whole topic he was in speaking general, as far as like sex. i can't that's, that come he was thinking, thinking as far as what as far as sex he did not want to have sex with me but he had no issue kissing me um what yeah it was it was it was an. an i don't was, even know what that means it was interesting it. Yeah. okay it was God an interesting him. exchange and onward and peace out yeah yeah really Bye. it didn't you. feel good though thank you for no no right no so. so i understand that let's mm. move on so my topic revolves around friends crossing boundaries so mm. to the ladies on the couches in front of me mm-hmm. um so this week there's a season finale of insecure season three and in that season um, Nathan had walked up to Issa on her birthday. Now, Issa had already told Molly, her best friend, I don't want any drama on my birthday. I want it. I clean. This is her 30th. 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Clean, fun, happy, good time. I don't want any drama. Molly comes to pick up Issa. Nathan's walking up out of the woodworks with a uh, bundle of flowers. After a month of missing. After a month mm-hmm. of being missing. No call, no smoke signal, no carrier <clears throat> pigeon, no nothing, nothing. Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Molly saw him, got out the car, and said, you need to go right now. Mm-hmm. Leave. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And he kind of fought it for a little bit, but he ended up leaving. Issa oh, came out. They went, had a good time, had a great day on her 30th birthday at the Hollywood Cemetery. So, later on in the show, Molly told Issa that, hey, mm-hmm. Nathan came up. And he, Issa this was, was a little bit- later on that night, which I thought was weird. It was that night? Yeah. Okay. Because they had come back and remember they were chilling with the Flaming Hots and Jameson and they were unwinding from the day. Gotcha. And I thought it was weird because she didn't want to ruin Issa's birthday, the but you ended up. I thought it was a separate day, but maybe it was a separate day. What are the day? Flaming Hots and Jameson? They had Flaming Hot Cheetos, Cheetos and Jameson yeah. Irish Whiskey, the ghetto. <laughs> That's like a sore stomach. That is all your insides is torn up. Um, Issa won't be eating that next season because some, something happens to your digestive tract Mm-mm. in 30 Mm-mm. where you can't eat Mm-mm. like when you were 22. <sighs> Listen, I'm vegan now. We've talked about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically Issa got upset. Like, why didn't you tell me this? Like, he came to my door. Mm-hmm. Why would you overstep your boundaries and oh. not let me know if someone's coming to my door? Because okay. Issa felt this is her ex-boyfriend or her ex-situation. They were dating. They're dating. They were dating. They were dating. They had sex on a Ferris wheel. And so... Unprotected. Um, unprotected. What? Check the meat. Okay, well, uh, wait. They're, okay. 
There's a difference between dating and having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. No, they, they were, were dating. They were dating. They were not in a relationship, but okay. they were dating. That wasn't her boyfriend. Okay. But they liked each other and they were hanging out. Okay, got it. Um, and they had expressed to each other that they liked each other, yada, yada, yada. So my question to you all is, has there ever been a situation where either you overstepped a boundary, whether it be with the bay or a job or anything, where you overstepped your boundary with a friend and they expressed that to you? Or has a friend over overstepped their boundary with you? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Mm-hmm. To both. But like I said, there's a decade missing. So. <laughs> <laughs> more yeses than noes. But yes, I have overstepped and and was, you know, given the whole, what are you doing? Yes, I was reprimanded mm-hmm. for overstepping. And then there have been friends that have overstepped there. I'm like, you don't have to remind me I'm married. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I know I'm married. <laughs> what, what's that about? I was Twinkie? just dancing. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay, got you. You ain't got to be yeah. uh-huh. yeah. Thankfully, there was no social media, so there's no tape. Right, right. But still, I don't need well, you I mean, to nowadays. remind me. Now, you can't do nothing. Nope. Mm-mm. You can't talk to somebody at the bar without it being on tape and on right. Facebook before you even get home, before mm-hmm. you get out the out the bar, out the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I've caught up niggas like that before. I'm just, it's, but I have overstepped People as well. People stream live now. They are streaming <laughs> live. Facebook live. Like, it has turned into Ed TV. Y'all are too young to remember that. Okay, forget it. Right, My references. I remember the title to, of that. Yeah, it's just Matthew I don't remember the subject matter. It was Matthew McConaughey, and it was before all of oh, this. Matthew and just Yeah, they were following him around with cameras. It was literally the beginning of, you know, like the whole reality, reality TV, TV yeah. thing. Um, literally the beginning of it so yeah now it's just everyone has a reality tv show Mm -hmm. everyone if there's a smartphone within a 10 foot radius you're on well so cheap to make um i have overstepped my boundaries like Mm -hmm. oh go ahead no go ahead i'll go last no no, actually i'll actually go first um i can't think of a particular time where i've overstepped my boundaries but i'm sure i have Mm. um (laughs) And I'm sure I've apologized for it and we've mm-hmm. moved on. And that's probably why I cannot remember. Well, if I've been confronted with it, because, you know, sometimes people get to tooth sucking and being salty behind yes, your they back. Do, mm-hmm. don't they? If we're friends, call me to the carpet because I'm going to call you to the carpet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I can't pinpoint a specific time. I'm sure if Kendall were here, he'd probably have a story or three of me doing something to him or whatever. Uh, but <clears throat> as far as people overstepping boundaries with me. Um, let me think. Let me think. I think very rarely that happens because I'm type A personality extrovert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't respond well. Well, they don't want to be on the receiving They're end of, of something negative coming from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people think twice before. But on, on the other hand, I have had people, for example, tell my story for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because mm-hmm. I don't need you to speak for me. I don't need a buffer. Mm-hmm. I don't need people knowing what I deem unnecessary information prior mm-hmm. to meeting me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you know a prerequisite or something. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like just say Shar's on her way. Mm-hmm. Right. You ain't got to tell my story and it's not your story to tell. That right. irritates me because I tell my story. I live point. in my truth. I tell my story. But the way that I choose to tell my story is very specific to me and my nuanced mm-hmm. experience and you do not have the right. So that to me is overstepping oh, your wow. boundaries. And mm-hmm. um, if they would get if they're receiving that pointedness i totally get it (laughs) (laughs) and uh pointed and passionate Mm -hmm, i get that way too i'm pointed 
and passion. Mm-hmm. Yes. P- hashtag pointed, pointed and, and passionate. passionate. Yes. Hashtag the, don't fuck with me. That is the hashtag for this week. <laughs> pointed and passionate. Um, but as far as, let me think, because I just had something else on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember right now, but yeah, I, I'd say that's my answer. I'm certain that I've overstepped my, my boundaries with others at some point in time. And mm-hmm. I might still even do it. And if I am, luckily I've weeded out my friend circle to the point mm-hmm. where people will, I need you to get me together because I'm going to get mm-hmm. you together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and that's just the, Accountability. the mm-hmm. shining example that I can think of people overstepping their, oh, also people getting too familiar too quickly. Mm-hmm. There have been people, uh, I know you that your question is specifically about friends. So mm-hmm. there have been friends of mine that have told my story. That's the pet peeve. But there's also been people that I've met that have been too familiar too quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, pet names and um, things like that. Really? It's real, <laughs> hey girl, thing like that's overstepping can a boundary I call you? for me. No, you don't you know. It's already Char. Like what <laughs> more of a pet name do you want to come up with? Right. Char Char. You got oh. one syllable. Um so You're making it more difficult with right. Char Char. <laughs> right. You would you would think people knew Char that. is nice and simplistic. It's awesome. It's it, just Char. And, it, and it, it's it literally is just four letters. It's yeah. not short for anything. It's present. Microaggression. Okay. But uh but yeah, so that's what I could think of. People being way too informal way too quickly Mm -hmm. and telling my story those are my top two got you i think mine kind of come in the line of um friendships and people i've dated Mm -hmm. um because i typically and this may be a good and a bad thing but i typically bring someone who i'm dating around rather quickly because i like i like to have i'm very family oriented Mm -hmm. um and i'm also i love my friends Mm -hmm. and so if i'm dating somebody um, I usually bring them around and I have noticed a couple of times in the past, <clears throat> um, kind of, kind of speaking with the too soon thing of my friend, you know, going out with someone who I'm dating one-on-one without me too soon. Ooh. I'm just wait, like, wait, wait, repeat that. What? Not going out dating. But, but like still hanging, hanging out. out. So you're saying like your friend hanging out with someone that you're dating Correct. without you By being introduced, present. Without me being present. No. Oh, I don't like that. No. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, and no. so I'm just like, no. mm, no, 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 no. And so I think that's, and it's like, no, like, I don't think there's any harm in, mm-hmm. in it, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a boundary that is being overstepped. And mm-hmm. I, it's Hell not, I don't yeah. trust the, the situation, mm-hmm. but my trust starts to go down with it. Right. And I don't think that it's cool, especially since I am the middle ground between right. y'all two. I am the common Absolutely. denominator. I don't even like when friends do that, much less someone that I'm dating. Right. Like, if I introduce right. two friends, if I, you all just met for the mm-hmm. first time tonight. If I go on my social media and y'all are at lunch tomorrow, I'm gonna feel some type of way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, I'm that's feel good some to type know. of way. No. All right. So let me just <laughs> let me just cancel that lunch. Right. Oh, delete my number. Yeah, I will. Maybe you can tweet me like once okay. a week. Maybe that'll be okay. sufficient. All right. I'm just saying. I can see that being popular amongst friends. So I cannot imagine being in. But you know, the gay world is very operates very very differently socially. I think. But I also think that that's also because a, a lot of people problem. wouldn't have a lot of people wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's some people that wouldn't have a problem with. I that. I feel like because you know because relationships are hard, and sometimes you have issues in your relationship, and so I don't know if my you yes. know someone who I'm dating is talking, talking to my to friend else. about my no. like like no like we're not no. having drinks over my problems, and I'm not there. At the fuck? Nope. <laughs> 
No. First of all, Pause. what 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 is y'all's connection? Right. What, what, You're the connection, right. basically. Yeah. But what I'm saying so, is, what, what y'all talking about it at Trunks uh, on a Friday right. night mm-hmm. at, at 11:45? No. And I'm looking at the snap story. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like. And that's the thing too. Like, I think I'd be more okay with it if someone like, "Hey, like, we want to da 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 da." All right, cool. But if I find out, no, finding out is a different. Ooh. Yeah, that's but not, still, everyone's what, getting shot. And what killed. reason would your friend, if they're really your friend, there's been situations where it's with... like, "Oh, like they're cool. Like I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. having Mm-mm. being." No, I need you to have your own friends. Mm-hmm. This and is then the person I'm that I'm dating, dating shouldn't even feel and no, comfortable. No, you shouldn't feel comfortable. No. I wouldn't want someone that I'm dating nope. feeling comfortable hanging out with any one no. of my friends. And it's, it's not even a trust Mm-mm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a principle Boundaries, thing. Right. The topic. Right. And I'm sure if the shoe were on the other foot, they wouldn't like that right. either. If you were hanging out with his homeboy, right. there would be an issue. So right. why would he think that it's okay? It's not okay. Ooh, nigga. It's not okay. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much the thing I'm, I'm i'm sure i've crossed boundaries as well probably with friends um oh yeah in you particular. have but yeah. that's the thing like that's another thing to i have but i don't necessarily realize it until someone tells me but that's why it's important to communicate right communication <laughs> you okay yes you cracking up? <laughs> no seriously that's real Some of these and i have things. been friends for like three years <laughs> um so and but, we're accountability partners. I will say yes, that. that. That's that is good. What makes, I mm-hmm. don't hold anything in. I found that that I'm a I become a pressure cooker, and I'll I'll sit up yep, sit up too. and comb mm-hmm. over things with pressure a fine cooker. tooth comb, create problems in my head yes. that aren't there. Yep, I've so done just that. say it like you mean it. Exactly. Listen, I didn't like the way you said this, or I didn't like right. when you said this. It hurt my feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you were out of line, don't right. you? You know, there's a funny story. I know TT's listening. There's a funny story of when TT and I first became friends. He said something and overstepped his boundaries. And I checked him right there as we were walking to the mm-hmm. beach. And it never happened again. And we laugh about it today. Right. But I stopped and I said, uh-uh. That, what you doing? What you doing? With love. With, with your, always with love. With love. With love. I love you. Everything I, is love. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't care. Yes. That's Everything true. is love. Everything is I can love. Cut you I'm not that like album that they made. I'll just yes. slice you right <laughs> off, just like a tick. Be like, what is that? A right. tick. That's another thing too. If I stop caring, that's a problem. Yep. Like you should be really scared if I stop caring. Because if I care, that means I, I care. That was me today with the romantic conquest. I'm over it. I'm done. Romantic conquest. I stopped caring today. Oh. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I realized that that is okay. I think I'm done it with is. dating for the remainder of the quarter. Mm. Maybe for the remain. I don't know if I'm even going to do it 2019 because I'm just so exhausted. I'm burnt out. I'm tired of the same things. And like I said, I'm still learning about so much about myself. Yes. That I didn't think That's that, important. that I knew. Like That's when we important. met Twinkie, when we met three years ago, mm-hmm. even up until last year, I was a very matter of fact girl. The listeners to this show, mm-hmm. they know I've always been a very black and white Matter of fact, no gray area girl. Oh. Well, 30 has kind of body slammed everything. Mm-hmm. So this year has really forced me to do the painful, I guess, uh, birth into the new Char, into Char 2.0, uh, where I can't really afford to be like that. Aspects of that girl mm-hmm. are still there. Right. But she's just not leading the charge. Okay. Because it's not health, it, it turned out to not be healthy for me. Right. So, uh, yeah. You're rounding out the sharp edges? I am rounding out the sharp edges. And mm. I'm, the more I'm learning about myself, the more that I need to take steps back. And that may not include a companion at this time. Right. That's all I'm saying. Those are important. And I'm done dealing with the nonsense. It's an, mm-hmm. it's an important part of Amen. life. Communication is key with yourself as well. 
Agreed. talk to yourself. Agreed. Like, I talk to myself in the mirror all the time. Agreed. <laughs> I can see that. But like, do you have to do one of those Jennifer Lewis? <laughs> Pretty, Pretty bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. was everything. I love her. We're trying to get her Ooh, on this show auntie. too. Mm-hmm. That was so, everything. Love her. She's such a light. She is. She. Really so let's is. talk to Twinkie. Let's move on. Do mm-hmm. we? Do we I, I'm having a blast. Oh yes! Yeah. Now we're about this to have even. Fun. We're gonna focus on you now. Yes, and we're yeah. gonna focus, focus on, on you. I'm scared. <laughs> don't, don't be scared. Be. This is a safe space. <laughs> I'm you the nice one. Don't be. <laughs> that makes me even more scared. <laughs> so you scared? Children of the corn. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> that movie terrifies me. See? Don't be scared. Exactly. <laughs> like, Welcome to Kiss and Tell. Me. Right. <laughs> cool. So. So the mic's hot. Twinkie, I have to ask you. My first question that I have jotted down for you is what motivated your transition from casting to directing? Mm. What motivated it? It's a very good question. I what motivated my transition was that there were stories that need to be told. I, I felt like there were more stories that need to be told for us by us. Um, also to I was I took Richard Lawson's 16 week professional development program at the Waco well this was prior to the Waco but yes all under the Waco where art can occur Mm -hmm. Uh, shout out to Waco Theater in North Hollywood and Tina Knowles Tina Knowles Lawson Tina Knowles Lawson that's right that's right that is a married woman yes she is And uh, I took his work, his class, his 16 week course, and it really changed me. It opened me up. It helped propel me into this just next phase. Mm. I put it this way that I'm just opening up the entertainment highway. So Mm. there are more lanes than just the casting lane. There's a producing lane. There's a writing lane. There's a directing lane. And I'm just, you know, putting my blinker on. It's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like 20, even 20 years ago, you had to have been in a lane. And I feel like a lot of millennials now, mm-hmm. it's just an umbrella. Everybody's doing everything. Yes. Yeah, like there's no the such there's no such thing as just a singer or just right. a journalist or right. just a rapper. Everybody and so I was coming from the school of the of, of your train of thought from mm-hmm. from the period where you were developing your career. Mm-hmm. So as I was developing my career, all of my mentors, of course, were working in news or professors and things like that. So right. I had my lane. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like like I said, I appreciate you for bringing that up because I'm trying to experiment with different lanes, too, with still having my main one, which is yes, which is the journalism mm-hmm. aspect and the hosting. That's my main the main butter to my bread. So did it did it feel like a did it feel like a natural transition? Lane. Oh, I'm no. sorry. No, no, I say Google my name. I'm on all so You're many. I'm so almost many. scatterbrained about how many lanes uh, I'm in. Jace has a lot awesome. of slashes. Yeah. I'm, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm like producer, and then also I do work in like accounting. I also work in PR. Awesome. Then I also like shot a pilot. Then I'm also sitting on this podcast, and so I'm just awesome. like, I like entertainment, and I know like I've done some background acting. Th- yeah, you have on See? Glee. Awesome. Glee, Transparent, mm-hmm. and Ray Donovan. Oh, Ray. awesome. Accolades. Oh, yes. Come on, IMDb. 
Yes. Or IBM, as you said before. <laughs> <laughs> did she say that? Yeah, I, I got approved that. for IMDb like oh maybe a month God. ago. She's like, congratulations, Tracy's on IBM now. Oh, and I was like... I was hey. talking too fast, <laughs> yeah. which is common. Okay. It's all right. Like, IMDb, um, so, but thank you. So did it feel like a natural progression? Or was it this did. something that you woke up one morning and was like, I'm going to try something new? No, it felt natural because I direct so many scenes in the casting sessions. So that oh. part felt oh, yeah. natural working with the actors and the artists and getting them to a place but I had a lot to learn about angles and lenses I still have a lot to learn angles and lenses and making sure to get coverage and you know where to set up the shot and staging and blocking so there were there are things that I still need to learn and things that I'm learning but it's exciting Mm-hmm. It's like good. exciting for me. It's like, oh, okay, you do that. Oh, great. So to me, it's all it, it's all exciting and exhilarating, and it's fun. That's so good. I'm excited. I'm happy about it. So what made you tackle the counter? Something like the you the know, counter for your first project? Isn't that something? That's yeah. deep. It's it is kind of deep, but it's just in my bones. Mm. It really is. You know, my mother's cousin uh, was Emmett Till. And really? on my father's wow. side was, yeah, James Bird III. So, and my dad's name is James Bird. So when that happened in 98, when they dragged him um, mm-hmm. in Jasper, Texas, so many people called my father's house and called me. And I'm so sorry to hear about your dad, blah, 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 because they had the same name. The James mm. Bird. Yes. Yeah. And so, but it's always, I attended North Carolina Central University black college in um and in durham right outside of greensboro Mm -hmm. um and i just i was always attracted to that story the story of those four young men that were college students at that time taking on the woolworth the freedom rider yeah Yeah. all of that i can relate to that because i I was attracted to i hate wording it saying it's my favorite civil rights story because it's not it's not a favorite you feel like you don't have a favorite but the one that caught my interest throughout my entire life was the four little girls at the church Mm -hmm. four little girls it just tore me. I remember learning about that as a child. I yeah. think that was my first time learning how evil white people yes. could be. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, And I had learned, you know, you learn things in history. And mm-hmm. of course I had an awareness, but something about those four little girls in that church. Just let yeah. me know about the evil, the evil in the world. Pure evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have just you guys no been reason. to, what's the museum where um, MLK got shot? The Lorraine Hotel? The Lorraine Hotel. I have in Memphis. Yeah, I went there two years ago. I was mm-hmm. speaking at an engagement. And I had a day off, so I went to the Lorraine Hotel, mm-hmm. and I left crying. Oh, yeah. Because oh, it's yeah. like everything in your face. Yes. And. I haven't been ugh. yet, but I've been to his burial site, you know, at. at yes. In Clark, Atlanta. What is it? Mm-hmm. Is it in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. I went it's to his childhood Atlanta. home, too, in uh-huh. Atlanta. Yep. So. In Atlanta. Um, so that's interesting. What. This isn't on my list, but what made you go from? Because I, I know you're born and raised Brooklyn, Brooklyn right? New York, but my hey. parents are from the South, so that's what made you. My go father's down there? from Winston Salem. My mother's from Eden. So, um, yeah, we went down two or three times a year. We would drive down in the family station wagon, mm-hmm. and um, so that's a story that I want to tell and tackle. Which is, you know, the story. There's always the stories of the Great Migration and those from the oh, South yes. that migrated mm-hmm. north and into and, the Midwest. And the Midwest. But there's no story of, well, there's no film about that either. But there are no stories and films about the family packing up and driving down back to see grandma, mm-hmm. aunties and cousins right. and everything. who were still there. Yes, mm-hmm. who were still there. And we would go down every summer. We'd go down a lot of 
uh, Christmases, Thanksgiving was our favorite mm-hmm. because we all ate together as one big, big giant family. family. And that was amazing when grandpa stands at the head of the table mm-hmm. and you actually have to sing the Negro national anthem before you pray. Which so many people don't know today. Every stanza. Wow. Every verse. Wow. From memory. Wow. Or you would get the side eye and from not Grandpa eat. Bird. <laughs> you don't want the side eye. I know. Mm-hmm. I know how black elders help mm-hmm. hold you accountable. And in the yes. South. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I have to ask because it's it's a relevant question for the for the time. How did you feel when Jesse Williams uh, caused all that hoopla on Twitter a few weeks ago when he posted Emmett Till's mom? As Maybe, yeah. a, as the uh, just do it meme because he's working on a film about Emmett Till he and is. people dragged him to hell and they back, <laughs> rightfully so. They did drag him. What was the quote on it? It was the same same Ka- Kaepernick quote. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. And this is oh my god the funeral yeah. picture. So it's right. it's Mamie Till Till right. in distress, crying, and right. he, it's a black and white. Well, picture. that's insensitive, right? It is. It's a, it's I I don't and I don't think that he does those things because I know Jesse. I don't feel like he does those things purposely mm-hmm. because he's blackity black, black, black. Mm-hmm. So you're always trying to get eyes on what you're doing or right. make people understand the the literal sacrifice that that literal sacrifice. I mean, <sighs> We've had numerous conversations about this, me and my friends, um, that, you know, a a friend of mine, Stephen Love, Dr. Love, he calls himself on Instagram. uh, He was one of the producers of The Talk, Mm -hmm. which was that commercial or that PSA from uh, Procter & Gamble, where it's about different generations of parents having the talk with their kids. Oh, having that reaffirming, like, you're not beautiful for a black girl. You're just beautiful. Or be careful when you... When you go out for the young man, it's yes. like, be careful when you go out. Do you have your ID on you? All the types of different types of talks that we have had to have right. with yeah. our children. And um, some people I know didn't even they didn't like that. So I when it comes to when it comes to that sacrifice, I'm sure he was trying to bring attention to it. Or at least I hope that that's what he was trying to do. Um, sometimes it's good to have someone that you can run things past before Hello. you go with. That's what I was thinking. An idea. You got to have somebody that tell you, you that that ain't and it, you respect. Chief. Well, Frank Gatson posted something last week too and well, deleted it Well, Frank is seconds. a different case. What did Frank post? I'm not going to bring it up. He, he yeah, deleted don't, it. Yeah, don't, because that's not Twinkie's cousin and yeah. that has nothing to do with Twinkie. <laughs> it was something uh, uh, that was uh, about Cosby that was uh, loud and wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. I'm just saying, in, in his, don't get into in those act, things. If he didn't do it with malicious intent. Yeah, I don't think that Jesse it did was ignorant, do it, it was ignorant, with but. malicious intent. Mm-hmm. That's really why he. It seemed like he took it down really quickly and then put up an apology. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people that are not having those conversations with their children, mm-hmm. and um, we are still waiting on the four or five different versions of this of Emmett Till's story. Right. I mean, Will Smith said he was doing one. Taraji said she was doing one. Mm-hmm. Where are all these Will the, all these Emmett Till movies? What right. happened? I feel like people are prematurely saying things. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. And they're all announced and Check announced and line. announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then nothing nothing is coming to fruition. And and we need our young people to know and to see a lot of people don't know that story. 
They really young really? people do not know that story. Gen Z. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that what is that what you're calling That's them now? Millennials under... or past millennials? We're past no, millennials because past... we were second wave millennials. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all know Emmett Till because we're thirty. But mm-hmm. I think enough. My cousin who's eighteen does not know that story. He's a black man. They don't know right. a lot of stuff actually. Yeah. But I won't get into dragging them today. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so Child. you wrote a book. Oh. And this is gonna be my I got yeah because I got some casting and questions for you too because my book gonna be big I know that's right <laughs> yes affirmation shout out to Jennifer Lewis I just love her so 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 what much. a gem true so your book is named Channeling Becky it is and it covers how you mm-hmm. change from being a masculine energy woman to a feminine energy woman okay what's this about Twinkie are you trying to tell us to be more like more like white women what what exactly <laughs> is a masculine or be like Becky what the good hair okay what is a exactly is a masculine energy, energy and a feminine like woman what, what's the book about what can we expect well i was very type a and very alpha okay and um a lot of women who run their own businesses like are very alpha you have and, to be and you do but i didn't know how to shut it off either how to switch from being alpha to being beta at home and you know, with my man or with whoever I was dating. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I found out, I learned from my therapist, who was amazing, Dr. Pat Allen, that um, I had challenges with low self-esteem. So I was mm-hmm. dating a lot of actors and artists and, you know, people within my circle. Yeah, your peers. Yeah, my peers. And I was dating a lot of them. And I found myself doing for them and being not Tracy, the girl, the woman, the you know, somebody to be protected and cherished. I was just being like a manager and an agent and mm. go-getter. I was so driven. Here's what you should do for your career. This is what you need to do. This is because that was my way of giving. And, Ooh. oh, it was. Ooh. So for those who say, well, I love hard and I do. And I was like, yep, I used to say that too. That's not what it is. Mm. So I had to learn how to to be cherished and protected. And I always, you know, I'm a tall woman. I'm 5'11 and, you know, a size 16. And I always felt like being tall and plus size, curvy size, that I would never be treated like glass and that I was fragile. And maybe that was only for the small women and, you know, mm-hmm. the cute little curvies. And I, I, I put it into my stature. This is how it's going to be for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to. But that's not true either. Because, you know, I have I, I started dating properly in the right way. I started to work on myself and went to therapy and and changed the words, terms and phrases that I used to go from masculine to feminine. And I started being treat. I mean, every door was opened every I didn't touch my purse or my wallet it was so why do you amazing let me that does sound amazing because i too am a tall woman and mm-hmm. i know a lot of tall women that i look to in media the nene leaks and the wendy williams of it and yeah. hell even oprah and jennifer hudson we're right. the same height i'm five nine mm-hmm. um are alpha women and i feel like that is necessary but why is. associate those characteristics with masculine and feminine energy a want and um, want and thinking is masculine energy. Don't want and I don't think uh, feeling and I don't think is feminine energy in terms of responses. Okay. So from my therapist, doc, like I said, Dr. Pat Allen, mm-hmm. she teaches you how those words land on people 
and within what their reaction is How to those words. Mm. And things like yes. And, and it's not even something that men know that they're doing. Like I had a boyfriend. Oh, I was so in love with him. He would always ask me, well, what do you think? Well, what do you think? And I would respond, well, I think. Mm. And respond because he pulled me into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So if he pulls you into as she would let me know that's a trap. It's a trap from that guy who says, I like nurturing women and I like, but every relationship would end two years or less. Mm. Every single one of mine. And she would go down the list of what the pattern is for your relationships. I'm doing that with my journals now. Yes. And she'd be like, (laughs) oh, when does the sex start to wane? About six months in. And when does, you know, and Mm. things start to, yeah, they start distancing themselves. Mm -hmm. All of that. And we had that conversation. And she said, how you respond to that kind of question is how you feel. Well, I feel, which makes you sens- sensual and feminine. So instead of saying, if, if a man is like, Shar, what do you think? Instead of saying, well, I think, mm-hmm. I'm supposed, I should say, well, I feel yes. maybe. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because how you huh. feel is very important. That's your gift from the most high to you. Our feelings as women is our superpower. Hmm. Yeah. You've given me something to think about tonight. Mm-hmm. Or feel. Yeah. Or, or, or feel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to feel about tonight. Right. Yes. Because I know that perception is big. And I have one of my guy friends does always tell me that I don't know how to let a man be a man. Whatever I, the hell that. I was going to bring that well, up. You know what whatever that means? Whatever the hell that means. Allowing them to do and be those things. To stroke their egos. That, listen. As they mm, mute mine. Okay. No. No. <laughs> because one does not necessarily mean muting of the other. Because they care for you. I have Mr. Squeeze right now, which you'll read in the book. And as, as we started dating and as I met him and what have you, they want to cherish and protect you. Mm-hmm. Any man that doesn't want to cherish and protect you, if you say something makes you uncomfortable and he doesn't qu- directly change mm-hmm. or shift from that, that is not the one you want to be with. Hello. That I right agree. then and there. And as you're I dating, agree. you learn. I learned, you know, the, the power of three, you know, dating at least three guys at once. So that you never make oh, say, yes. prove Phoebe and Piper? No. <laughs> That's a good one now. Come on, Trump. Yes. Because my brother is directing those episodes right now. Oh, the new, doing the Charm, reboot. the reboot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but no, there's a power of three because we have a tendency to, as women, especially as women of color, we have a tendency to make someone our husband without them uh, properly applying for that job. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah right can, away us too i can look to my left yeah. and my right yeah, yeah. It, we just do it yeah and that's not the job and we should also the one of the other things that i had to learn is to be open to letting them know no no, no i have a date i have a date communicate tonight. communicate because mm-hmm. they like the oh like, like the letting them know that you have a date tonight yeah. yeah but wouldn't you associate that with masculine energy no that's very feminine Okay. It's I'm to go- be so honest and letting them know. Yeah. Where can we find this book, by the way? <laughs> it's going to be coming out on Amazon okay. at, at the top of the year. So I'm working on my rollout right now. Work. And yes. And I will keep you all updated um, on the Twitter. Do. On the Twitter. To when, <laughs> as to when we can expect it, because I'm interested. First of all, I'm a book reader. I'm not Kanye. I'm a book reader. Huh? Thank you. I'm not going to go on a, on a Saturday Night Live rant when, when you know, uh, but I'm, I'm now interested interested because I've been trying to read a lot like I read a lot of self-help books and mm-hmm. and uh fiction too yes like I like a lot of you know little stuff yeah but I want to explore a few relationship books that aren't you know uh exactly. deprecating like right. think like a man yeah. I'm not no. reading any oh, Steve God. Harvey pamphlet no, no 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 and this is literally my blog 
It's a, there is a how to read this book page, like and it Carrie is Bradshaw. literally my blog. It is very mm-hmm. because it's literally how to read it. And when I started dating, and until I met the man that I am with now, and I've broken the cycle. We've been together for three years. Congratulations! So thank Congrats. you so much. That's why I wanted to wait until I got past the cycle to pass the, the book two. out mm-hmm. yes so i take it that a lot of what you have learned in therapy yes a shout out to your therapist again yes dr will Pat be Allen. included hey, in, in the book and the book her book getting to i do is included Ooh. in my book oh. because yes but then you get to see my dating i did online dating hate it i did family dating family dating I, dating i did daddy weekend there's a lot of stuff yeah. what is a daddy weekend oh this Daddy Weekend. Oh, you didn't know about Daddy Weekend? No, we don't know about Daddy There's, Weekend. Like a sugar daddy? No. Daddy Weekend is when they're with the kids and they take them out for family dinner, but you have to do the exchange oh. between you, yourself and the ex-wife. Oh. Well, yes. I mean, so, we are, we're 30, so we're, yeah. we're in that age group right. now. Yeah. Where, where there's a lot of daddy weekends. And on daddy weekend, you do the family restaurant and then right. the kids go with the, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the parent. With the and mother. they're usually in like the family restaurants where you get to meet a lot of daddies. There's ah, a lot of daddies in the At family. the Olive Garden. Yes. Single fathers. At the Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. Lawrence is going through, remember his new date? He said she was divorced at oh, the yeah, end yeah, when she yeah. walked up to the bar. Because we are in that age group now. Everybody got married at 27 and now mm-hmm. some things aren't working out now for some ready. people. They've been healed and they're ready to prowl. Yes. So like I said, I'll keep you all posted on when that book, when we can. I want to read it too. Becky. Please Channeling do. Becky and it has nothing Bird. to do with, but yeah. But okay, the title maybe. is jarring enough. It to, is. It's provocative. To, yes. Right. I'm like, who the fuck is Becky? To raise okay. some questions. <laughs> I found my inner Becky. Mm-hmm. So how did you break into the business? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Music videos. Really? Yes. Yeah. In New York. Music videos in New York. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I still have Brooklyn Exactly. What, did you start off as like a casting assistant or... I, I was what a casting assistant. For too? I went to school for psychology, which really works well in this industry, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. For I'm my sure. own personal sanity. And I'm able to spot like character types yeah. in other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you were the angry fat kid in school uh-huh. that didn't have any friends. Now you got some money in a Jaguar and you want to And act you don't know ass. how to act. And it's always yeah. red. Oh, it it's is. a red Jaguar. Oh, can't. Red is a remember what Ayanla told Evelyn about red. <laughs> yes. What did she say? I can't remember. <laughs> it was like you said? even showed up in red. Something like, like resistant or resistant uh, or yeah, like you showed something. up resistant and aggressive. Evelyn showed up with the blonde wig you and have a full red cat suit. When you see this, <laughs> ah, no, she did it. Yes, she did. When you see that, when you watch this episode, please Could hit somebody me up. please make me understand what's happening with the blonde wigs. I saw Cardi B coming out of prison or jail or something and first of it all was the she looked like I, it was the precinct okay <laughs> don't look at me She's i've been i'm just wondering I've been for a decade she okay. comes out looking like I like she's giving me her best 1950s Marilyn Monroe. I'm like, what is happening? Is oh. anybody happy to be black anymore? First or of all, Puerto Rican or anything? First oh. of all, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm Just very, no, very I, proud black woman. She is white blonde. Okay, I don't do pla- I don't do platinum blonde with no rootage. But I've been blonde no for rootage. a decade. <laughs> 
no rootage. I've been blonde for a decade yes. because that's in my color wheelhouse and I like the way it looks against my skin. skin. Okay. It has nothing to do okay. with my blackness. Mm-hmm. I want to shatter that now because I don't want to go into my Napoli Ever After territory. I want to shatter, after. Okay. shatter that notion now. Black, <laughs> black women in blonde hair does not mean that they are inherently anti-black or do not appreciate their blackness. I just what, like what? my color wheelhouse. I, I, I appreciate your color wheelhouse. Now, for those who have hair down that they can step on and walk around looking like, you know, Godiva or, you know, some other women who are sitting on. Yeah, Lady Godiva, some kind of. I mean, you look like you just came out of the the deep blue sea. (laughs) They're entertainers. That's part of their aesthetic. Oh, it's part of. Okay, great. That's that's my defense. That's my defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, but an Afro you can't be a part of your optics. No? There's a lot of Afros out there. Okay, good. All righty. I'm looking forward to seeing more of those. Mm-hmm. I'll so. to it. Okay, back to me. <laughs> so, how did you I break it? I just can't believe she came out. Look, I was like, what year is this? It literally looked like 1950. Sorry. I loved it. How did you break into the business? Uh, the music videos. That's literally. Did you start out as a casting assistant? The or? assistant thing. I assisted one casting director and then I broke out on my own because basically. It, it had a lot lot to do. I was an administrative assistant in advertising. Okay. So at an ad agency. So I learned what I could from the casting director there that was doing a lot of commercials. And then I interned for a couple of casting directors in music video. And then I struck out on my own after I would say about maybe six, eight months and started doing it myself and working out the kinks that way. And it was really, really And that's fun. what brought you to L.A. eventually? It did. I came to L.A. to do an H-Town music video. Ooh, back oh, my God. That is a real throw. Isn't one of their members dead now? <laughs> Unfortunately, oh. yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, one passed away in a car accident. Yes, oh. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember breaking that. Breaking news. Yes, yes, yes. 1997 so, breaking news. Like my last <laughs> question, <laughs> my wrap-up question oh, is, there's a wrap-up question. is there something, a juicy tidbit juicy or a tidbit. favorite highlight moment from a project that you cast that you could tell us about Uh, a favorite moment from a project that i cast like a highlight like are you trying to get some juice oh yes some tea not necessarily dirt hot piping hot piping hot tea not necessarily dirt okay but a highlight a a moment that we can appreciate A moment that we can appreciate. Well, a wait. BTS moment. I'm saying we as listeners as <laughs> can appreciate. One working on this you've blank casted, show. Right, you've cast so and... many great things, including Sparkle with the late great Whitney Houston. Oh my gosh! And I was looking forward to, so looking forward to meeting her, and it didn't work out. Um, and that was so incredibly tough because I gave Bobby Christina such a hug mm. on the red carpet, and then she passed, and I was just devastated. Yeah. Yeah. I that tore me up too. Devastated. I was in the heat of reporting when that happened. Oh my gosh! Okay, but okay. Juice. Sorry, a little, <laughs> a little tea. The, oh my goodness! The okay, let's see. Kombucha. Kom- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like you so much. I like oh you too. Oh my gosh! I can't. I, I I can't think of anything that would be. I don't even know. There were so many stories. I mean, stories about Sparkle and casting that was pretty amazing. Some of everybody came through there, all kinds of singers. Do you know who I really loved for the for uh, one of the roles was Erica Ash. And she came in. Who Erica is? Ash is the lead. She was in, um, what was that show on HBO? 
um, she had a show on BET called she was a lawyer playing a lawyer. It was on for one season. She also was on Real Husbands of Hollywood playing uh, the wife of uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. I do. I am. And then she was also on um, Survivor's Remorse. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. With Tashina. Sorry, with Tashina. uh, The cousin of the sister. Contempt or something. Yes. Yeah. On Survivor's Mm -hmm. Remorse. Yeah. She came in for that. (laughs) Do you have people ever like feeling like they should be nepotized? Like, do you ever have actors and actresses you feel like that are so transparent? Like, you feel like, oh, I know why you're trying to get close to me. Sure. You know, I got projects coming up. Sure. It doesn't work. Really. <laughs> it really doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work because I've been doing this way too long. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't work. Or people that slip into, you know, slip into my DMs wanting to remind me that they're actors, um, mm. you know, from the 90s acting era. And, Ooh. you know, I'm just like, okay, well, that's awesome that you're still acting. Are you studying those? The question. Mm. Yeah. Are you Refine studying that craft? Refine the craft. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. For sure. Being Mary Jane was, oh, that was a lot because most people who came into audition for that thought it was going to be a half hour sitcom just because it was black people. And I was like, huh? This is an hour drama, honey. Yes. (laughs) I do understand that it's the first, but you do know that dramas are typed differently than half hour. Right. Right. Than sitcoms. So I've had some interesting, I've had some interesting casting yeah, C- casting Cuddy Buddy was nice. Oh, I'm mm. sure. Did I'm you sure. see him naked in the casting? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you see them tight cheeks I, well, in the room? You know, they, they were, the upper body was exposed Both, yeah. just mm. to make sure that they were, it fit the and, mm-hmm. and prepared that the optics mm-hmm. <laughs> made sense. Important. Yes. He was actually on the show, I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, He's on Cage? Yeah, he was just on oh. Boss Up on Thursday. And he was talking about the cock sock oh. for the sex scenes. Everyone always her. asked him. I asked him that and was uh, teasing him. His management was freaking out. Really? When I was, yeah. Because mm. I asked him, did he ever have a wardrobe malfunction? And he laughed and said, yeah, sometimes. And I said, well, what malfunctioned? His cock she sock. Lost her. She turned so, <laughs> she was like, you know, she wasn't on camera or anything. But she was what? like, I'm like, listen, you got to know the arena you're stepping in with, Look, the, with the Char interview. This is not the Oprah show. I'm by the way, the cock sock is if they're having sex and they have a, a sock to put Literally, over their cock yes. to cover it up. Right. But the rest of the body is exposed. Everything else the is exposed. It's used in every sex scene yeah, where you it, see mm-hmm. full body male nudity. It's right. really. Typically. Because I still don't know about Monster. Ball with uh Billy Bob Thornton <gasps> and Hallie. I don't know what was going on. I still don't know the mystery of that scene. <laughs> that coffee it, table. It looked like actual sex to me. <laughs> you know. I'm stunned. Allegedly. I'm stunned. <laughs> I, I'm saying what it looked like to me. That's uh-uh. not alleged. It, did. it lo- looked like <laughs> it, it did. looked like they were doing like, some... which I guess means they did an awesome job. And she got yes. an Oscar. Yes. Awesome job. Yeah, that's about all the tea that I have is all the super sexy stuff that I got I was able to watch and be a part of and then all the great people that auditioned Carmeny Jogo booked Sparkle she was great in it from tape wow mm. yes and she was I believe in Switzerland or something at the time she was great I loved her as Come the, on, internet as the elder sister wasn't wow. she great I just really wanted her to die though she, <gasps> <laughs> her character her character 
Her care, you know, you gotta yeah. clar- clarify. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I just really wanted her character to, yeah. cause sister, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it's, did it's appreciate the time. fact that you can change and shift the narrative, <laughs> and you know didn't that you she do, killed the. Didn't you do Black Nativity too? I did do Black Nativity. Okay, yeah, I remember watching that uh, at home, and and I tweet. I think I tweeted you. This yes. was years ago, and I was like, I oh, I see casting by. Yes, yeah. that was me. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was yes. fun. Shout out this to Chicago. Fun. Yeah, sound fun. Yeah, thank you. Casey Lemons is about to do. Um, uh, Harriet Tubman now. Oh yeah, and I heard that Janelle Monae's now attached Just to that. Just signed up, yeah. yeah. Her and yeah. Cynthia Ivero, Ivero, yeah. which one? Irivo, Irivo, mm-hmm. Cynthia Irivo. Awesome, yeah. Yes, sings her face off. I'm excited. What do you feel, really quickly? What do you feel? I've seen a lot of actors kind of talking out of school on social media about how the Brits are taking over, and how we have Chadwick Boseman. Um and playing, playing all of, everybody like with <laughs> I, I should say with black British actors taking over historical African American roles and there's never African there's never black American, American yeah. actors uh in charge of these Aisha roles they Hines always played Harriet Tubman oh she did yeah Octavia on Underground Spencer did too on I, Drunk History right I, well <laughs> that's true on Drunk History <laughs> hey but Crystal my thing is this is that we are them and they are us. Yeah. And we all come from one motherland and we dropped off in many different places. But there's this conversation that and we don't go over there. They're coming over here well, taking our jobs. Nobody's stopping us from going over anywhere. True. We have limitless mm. possibilities. Get that passport. You know what I mean? Jill Scott and um, what's my what's my baby girl's name? Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, why am I forgetting her name right now? That bugs me. They went first. Uh, first number one ladies detective agency. Uh, together, she was in. Um, she was in Dreamgirls. Uh, Anika Noni. Anika Rose. Noni Rose. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, they went to they went to South Africa and worked, and so did Idris Elba in mm. Number One Ladies Detective Agency. There are numerous Brits and African American actors that are working in in South Africa, going back and forth. We, what we need to do is know that the world is open to us as well. Get your visa, get your passport, get out of here, mm-hmm. and. To be honest, we need to work a little bit better and stronger on accents and dialects. Mm. So that you can go over there. So that there we can come over work. there and be. Because they've mastered, a lot of them they have, have mastered, mastered that American. Yeah. American, Southern, Brooklyn. I didn't know Idris was not from New York when he was on The Wire until I finally saw him in an interview. I didn't know. Th- I think it's Thandy. Yes. I didn't know she had an accent. I yes. didn't know Carmen did. Yes. She played Coretta. She's yes. in Sparkle. She played Coretta twice. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. Hold yeah. And, and David Oyelowo. Yes. Yeah, I've seen all these. Com- I'm telling you, people are stringing together threads about how there are little to no black American representation for uh, black American historical roles. What you focus on expands. There are it focus on other things like writing more, writing more roles. That's what we should focus on. Focus mm-hmm. on doing more than just criticizing, but actually being a part of the a process, of it. Mm-hmm. producing yeah. it, writing it, directing it, getting these projects made. Gotcha. That's what we really need. to. If you focus on the lack, lack will always exist. If you focus on mm-hmm. abundance, there will be abundance. Shout out to Electra. Jace, do you have anything? To- <laughs> we were talking pose, guys, before right, we started. Because right, right. Twinkie's a fan. Um, yes, so I we're going to get into this KAT kudos. Yes. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. All right. So this is KAT kudos goes to Angelica Ross. Um, I thought it was. <laughs> speaking <laughs> oh, of speaking pose. Speaking of pose. Right. Full circle. Candy ferocity. Uh, 
So she had me cracking up on Twitter. She tweeted um, the read out in New York. And she said, wait, Crystal and Kid Fury, what is, wait, what is not to get about women, women watching porn? It's like two straight men who are like watching women together. I absolutely enjoy watching two boys rough house with each other. I emoji. So I thought that was quite funny because she didn't bring up a point. Because what? <laughs> because she brought up a point. Because I was porn. Like she basically on the on the read, they were saying that they didn't understand women watching gay porn. No, that's not what they said. I listened to that episode. That's not what they said. What did they say? Fury highlighted that he knew of women of cis het women who enjoyed watching straight point porn. I mean, gay porn. And Crystal says she it's not for her, but she doesn't understand it. She right. doesn't understand, understand the appeal. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, for her, but in general, was not to understand. But basically, she tweeted that out, and I thought it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> do you watch gay porn? No. No? Nor do I. No, it's not for me. I watch a little bit of everything. Oh, okay. It's like a smorgasbord. Oh, enjoy that. I will. Good. So I feel like me That's and Jessica awesome. had like a moment on Twitter. I am the, so lost right now. She was on the show <laughs> earlier this year, by the way. But yeah, yes, shout to her. Kudos to her. Um and like we can't wait for season 2 of Oh Pose my gosh, on please. Yeah. Please, please more Pose, please. <laughs> please but can please, we just get a little bit grungier? I think a so little too. Edgier. They have a lot of good uh consultants on that show. I'm sure that thing Because that era was I remember that era. It was mm-hmm. I wish oh, I was everything. there. Like I feel like I would fuck up New York in the eighties. Or it will fuck you up. Yeah. It was both. <laughs> Tick I <or> mean, <laughs> it was it was it was definitely a very challenging time. Yeah, my family's from New York well. and they always tell me stories about growing up in the eighties in New York. And I'm just like, that sounds better. Better mm-hmm. than when I lived there. Oh. I had fun in New York. I will say yeah. that. But I just feel like that was a whole nother era of Yeah, like, it was dopeness. a whole nother time. Uh-huh. Like it was a very grungy and edgy. It was definitely there was a I don't know, you guys are too young to remember Desperately Seeking Susan. But Madonna's again movie, familiar with the title. Yeah, that was the Madonna movie where she and uh what is the young lady, um, another actress that they look similar and they both were kind of one got knocked in the head and she thought she was the other one. And oh, yeah. So oh, it's Jesus. called Desperately Seeking Susan. And um, that was Madonna's entree into, you know, the acting world. And it was the 80s mm-hmm. or nine and to it was, five. Yeah. Or that was Dolly Parton's yes. intro. Mm-hmm. That's yes. a, that's another one that's on HBO Go that is so good. I watched it for the first time months ago. They're but ready I, to I do love it again with the They're same doing... three ladies. Okay. What? That I don't mind. Yes. I'm thinking it's going to be like a reboot with no. three other. No. That like I'm charmed. going to go see. Right. That is, right. I'm going to go see uh, uh, Dolly, yes. Lily, and Jane. Jane yes. Well, we're already watching Lily and Jane on that Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. That is true. Love that. And even though Jane said something left field. What did regard- Jane say? <sighs> Talking about, it was some nonsense about meet Trump with love. Or undis- I don't want to misquote oh, her. God. But what? this is someone who who acknowledges her privilege as a white woman. Like Jane is very self aware. Her son is very self aware, and I just feel like she missed the mark, and she can afford to miss the mark because she was born into privilege mm-hmm. and has always been a famous rich white actress. Mm-hmm. And so you sometimes say off base things. Right. Um. But yeah, neither Have here nor there. Check you. We've been in here for too long. Woo! Twinkie, right. I want to thank you for thank joining you. us this week. Thank you. Thanks for coming Whoa. to play. 
Um, where nice. can we find you on social media? You can find me at I am Twinkie Bird on Instagram, Twinkie underscore Bird on Twitter, and on the Facebook. Oh, and there is a channeling Becky, by the way. There's a channeling Becky Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's a channeling Becky Facebook page. Okay. So you can find me on both of those. And uh, yeah, that's that's me. And I do have a website for the counter 1960 uh, at. Uh, we have the counter1960.com and we also have an email, the counter1960 at Gmail. What so, do you want to tackle next, really quickly? After uh, Little Rock Nine. Ooh, mm. Matthew Knowles had something to do with that, I think, didn't he? Did he? I think so. So, what I want to do is. Or I don't know if he was specifically in the nine. He might have been Little Rock 22. Oh. But he was. He was. <laughs> he was around and during yeah, that. During yeah. that era. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about in that. In Arkansas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to. No, Alabama. He was in Alabama. I'm going to look at that up. But what I want to do is to take an anthology of uh, episodes, of, of parts of of that history and especially having to do with students and young people and string them together, make an anthology series, do Ruby Bridges, Little Rock, um, you know, all of those stories, Freedom Riders Mm -hmm. and string them together and get all the young black Hollywood involved. Amen. I'm here for it. And it's creating a lot of jobs for y'all listening. listening. You can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. You can find me everywhere at Char Says So. And that's going to wrap up this week's show. I love us for real, even in my blonde wig and my blackness (laughs) and we will chat oh i won't be here next week so i'll talk to you guys the week after next week did you want to say something about next week? i do so we're having a contest about who's going to be the guest host on um the show next week so you'll see the tweets going out but when you listen to the episode use the hashtag hashtag kat host and um, the person gets the most retweets gets to be on the show. Oh, I'm going to do that. Do it. Right you now. You coming back for round two I next week? Back. You all have fun <laughs> next week. I won't be here. Okay, but, chipmunk. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be a chipmunk at work. Okay. All right, guys. Bye, I love guys. us for real. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.